0: Welcome, everybody who's listening to me again today. This is evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr., and we're discussing a very important subject from the Word of God, and that is this, was Jesus poor? And in our previous segment, we outlined for you the fact that Jesus Christ always lived according to the law of Moses and the commands of God. Jesus was a tither and Jesus was a giver, which means that God's hand of blessing had to be on the life of Jesus Christ. There's no way, according to the evidence that we have in the word of God, Jesus could have lived a life of poverty, poverty being a curse. The Bible declares in Deuteronomy chapter 28, a curse of the law for disobeying the laws of God and the commands of God. Jesus was never disobedient. He was never a a rebel or a rogue. He did what God told him to do. And as a result, even his finances had to be blessed for his entire life and ministry because he was obedient to the laws of God, a tither and a giver, which would have solidified his blessing in the kingdom of God. But you know, there's many people that don't believe that Jesus had the resources that he needed. There's people that don't believe that he had wealth. Many people teach that Jesus was poor. And some people say, well, why is that even important? Don't we just need to understand that he's a savior of our soul and you know that we can now go to heaven because he erased our sins on the cross? That is important and that is his primary uh, that was his primary goal in sacrificing himself on the cross. But we need to understand every aspect of Jesus' life is important. Jesus' life was the will of God on the earth. That's found in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. That principle means every Everything you can see in the life of Jesus should be seen in the life of the everyday believer. And the reason that it's vital to understand Jesus was not poor, but that he had resources and he had wealth is because he's our example. And God does not desire his body to live under the curse of poverty uh, for their entire life until they get to heaven. It's not God's will and it's not God's plan. Think of it if you try to do what God's called you to do and you don't have the resources and you don't have the wealth to do it, you will live frustrated for the rest of your life having a call, having a purpose, and not being able to accomplish your purpose on the earth because you don't have the resources. That's not God's plan. There's a harvest of souls to be reaped, and it costs money to reap the harvest. If Jesus said that God is willing that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance, let me tell you something. It costs money to bring in a harvest of souls into the kingdom of God. It's not free. And in order to accomplish our purpose on the earth, we have got to have the wealth and the resources to do it. The danger with believing that Jesus was poor is that if he's our example, then it's all right for us to be poor. But see, it's not okay because poverty is a curse and it is something that comes from disobedience to the commands and the laws of God. And so we need to understand that it's, that that false information that the devil would like to propagate through the body of Christ, that Jesus was just some pauper walking around the earth in torn garments, uh, not being able to do what God called him to do. It's a fallacy that hinders our ability to move forward in our purpose and in our call. And I wanna move a little bit further today and talk to you about some of the main arguments that people use to talk about the poverty of Jesus Christ. And one of the main verses of scripture, and I'm sure you've heard people that believe Jesus is poor, uh, one of the main verses they use uh, to back up their theory Is found in Luke chapter 9, verses 57 through 62. And they always say, well, you know, if Jesus had money, then how come Jesus was homeless? Because Jesus said that, you know, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And they try to teach that Jesus was homeless because he was impoverished. And because of that scripture that they take out of context, this is their belief system. Let me read to you the scripture that they use, Luke 9, and I'm going to read a few more scriptures with it in that same context, in that same uh, section of scripture, verses 57 through 62. The Bible says in the New American Standard, which is the most accurate English translation that's ever been made, it says, as they were going along the road, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my own father. And he said to him, Allow the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. Another also said, I'll follow you, Lord. But first, permit me to say goodbye to those at home. But Jesus said to him, no one, after putting his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. When you read these verses in context, it's clear Jesus was not complaining of his poverty, that he's homeless. Jesus is teaching people who desire to be his disciples and his and his followers that, uh, Half-hearted commitment is unacceptable. That if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, if you're going to follow in the kingdom of God, that you have got to be fully dedicated and committed to the kingdom. You've got to be willing to go where you're called to go. You've got to be willing to place your call to Christ even above natural relationships in this world. And you've, you cannot give God a half-hearted attempt at following Christ in his kingdom. In context, Jesus was telling him that you're not going to be staying at home, you're not going to be working a regular job or doing what you're, uh, what normal people would do, you're going to be persecuted, you're going to have things take place that other people would not have take place because you're my followers and because you're my disciples. If you're going to use this passage of scripture to prove that Jesus was homeless, then you have to use it in context and you also have to say that if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, then you can never have or be participate in a funeral for your own family if your father were to die or if your mother grandparents or your you know someone in your family passed away it would be unacceptable in the eyes of God for you to attend the funeral but you would continue to preach the gospel of Christ and keep continue just doing what you're called to do skipping it because let the dead bury their dead it's not permitted for you to do that you need to go and continue to proclaim the kingdom of God Or, for example, the third person Jesus talked to, he said, yeah, I'll follow you, but let me first say goodbye to those at home. It would be unacceptable for you to have any kind of contact with your family or or say goodbye if you're going to do something for God. No, that's the kind of stuff that that sounds ridiculous. But if you're going to read this verse in context with the rest of the verses, that's what you have to take it to mean. Jesus was not using this opportunity to complain about his poverty or the fact that he was home He was trying to teach the importance of full dedication to the kingdom of God if you're going to be a follower of Christ. Now, the Bible would suggest that Jesus did have a home somewhere in or around Bethany. And I'll show you that from the word of God. The Bible says in John chapter one, verses thirty five through thirty nine. Uh, Let me read that to you. It says, again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, behold, the lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, what do you seek? And they said to him, rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and you'll see. So they came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about the 10th hour. Now you have to read this passage of scripture and you can only surmise from the Bible what the the Bible actually says. You can't, just make things up because you think that was the case. The Bible does not say that this was someone's house that he was staying at. In fact, the Bible doesn't mention anyone else with Jesus and those disciples that he fellowshiped with throughout the day as they were there fellowship. It doesn't mention someone's house that it was. It doesn't say that it was a hotel or an inn of some kind. It says that Jesus took them to where he was staying, which means one of two things. Either number one, Jesus had a home there in or around Bethany, or number two, he had enough money to rent or lease a place to stay. Jesus was not uh, poor to the place where he couldn't even get around or have anywhere to stay. That's not what he was trying to teach. He was trying to show full dedication to the kingdom is the only acceptable thing. Uh, people always like to point out that don't believe Jesus had resources. They love to use the scripture found in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 where the Bible says, "'You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, "'that th- though he was rich, "'yet for your sake he became poor.'" so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. And they say, see, the Bible says right there that he became poor. He was rich in heaven, but when he came to the earth, he became poor, so that through his poverty, you might become rich. The question you've got to ask yourself about this verse, because I don't I don't disagree that this verse is true, it is true. Jesus did become poor so that through his poverty, we might become rich. But the, the question you have to ask yourself is, when did Jesus become poor? When? Because we already established that poverty is a curse pronounced by the law. It's a curse. It's not a blessing. It doesn't help you to be more holy. It doesn't help you to be more faith-filled or pious. It's a curse it comes from disobedience. So yes, this verse of scripture is true. Jesus became poor. But when, when did Jesus become poor? It's pretty clear that Jesus became poor on the cross of Calvary. The, let me ask you, think of it this way. Did Jesus sin? No, but the Bible says he became sin. Was Jesus sick? No. But the Bible says that he took our sicknesses and our infirmities. Was Jesus poor on the earth? No, but he took our poverty and became poor on the cross. All three of these things are covered in a redemption. When Jesus went to the cross, even though he had never sinned in his life, the Bible says that he that knew no sin became sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. It's found in Second Corinthians chapter 5. He that knew no sin became sin. When did he become sin? On the cross. The Bible says that Jesus took our infirmities. He took our sicknesses. Well, we know Jesus was never sick. How can you walk around being sick and heal other people that are sick? Jesus was full of divine health and strength. But the Bible says he took our sicknesses on his body. When? On the cross of Calvary. And in the same way that it would have been impossible for the curse of poverty to come on Jesus' life while he lived for God on the earth, the, the curse of poverty had to come on his body on the cross of Calvary. If he didn't take the curse of poverty onto himself, he could have never destroyed it for us today. That's why it's, it's impossible For us to obey the word of God today and to live holy and to live under that curse of poverty because of the fact Jesus Christ became that curse and destroyed it. Galatians chapter three and verse 13 says Christ has redeemed us from the curse pronounced by the law for it's written cursed is every man who's hung on a tree. And so we have to realize Jesus did become poor on the cross of Calvary. And when he became poor, taking that curse onto his body, He did so, so that we could become wealthy and rich. I want to just interject this because some people don't even, they look at this scripture and they even miss it. And they say, well, you know, that means that, uh, you know, Jesus became spiritually poor uh, and so that you can become spiritually rich. I mean, they spiritualize this entire verse of scripture. It does not mean that if you look up this word in the Greek language, the word, that you might become rich. The word rich is the Greek word pluteo, and it means to be rich with natural, physical riches. It has nothing to do with spiritual riches, has everything to do with natural wealth, and it has to do with resources on the earth. Jesus took the curse of poverty, financial poverty, onto himself on the cross and destroyed it by giving his life as a ransom for us. He did that so that we could become naturally wealthy and have the resources we need so that we could accomplish our purpose and call on the earth. Jesus did not live poor, neither should we live poor. It is a curse that is not for the people of God. Jesus died so that we could be free from sin, free from sickness, and free from the curse of poverty. We're gonna continue on in the next segment giving you more proof from the word of God that Jesus was not poor, but he lived in the blessing of heaven. I'll be back soon.